Welcome to the Beyond the Sermon podcast. Over the next 20 minutes, our goal is to dig deeper into the themes and topics of the most recent Sunday teaching. We'll look to tackle some of the challenging kinds of questions that you may be thinking as you heard the message but didn't get the opportunity to ask the teacher at the time. This podcast works in conjunction with our weekly Beyond the Sermon devotional. If you don't receive those already, you can sign up using the link in our podcast show notes. So whatever you're doing right now, at the gym, driving, folding laundry, whatever it might be, we invite you to listen in as together we go Beyond the Sermon. Well, welcome everyone. My name is Will Heron. I'm the Director of Discipleship at The Ridge, and I'm also your host for Beyond the Sermon. And with me today, I have back in the studio, Ridge Lead Pastor, my good friend, Mike Van Rees. Mike, welcome. Yeah, good to be with you again. Bill. Yes, good to, good to have you back. Uh, Mike, it is back to school week, and uh, your kiddos are, I mean, they're growing up now. In fact, two of them are becoming teachers for the first time. They're heading mm-hmm. into, is that right? Yep. yep. Yeah, exciting times. Yeah, they're experiencing school a little differently Yes, on, on the other side of the desk. Yes. You ever have that where you kind of felt like uh, your teachers weren't actually human beings and then you saw them outside of school and you're like, wait a second, don't you like live at school? Like you have a life outside of it? <laughs> yeah, it's like stunning. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of crazy. Did you ever consider, uh, I know that originally had career paths, maybe actually going into medical field, but did you ever consider like teaching in college or schools or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, teaching in the classroom, uh, my kids are heading there. That's not That didn't come for me. I really never did entertain that. Medicine, being a doctor, was Sarah, my wife. She was a teacher for, for right. many years, so you know she knows a lot more about it than I do. Yeah, which is really cool, I guess, as your kids head into that, to have that kind of support to you. Yeah. What does getting back to school look like for you guys? Uh, yeah, well, Jonah, our youngest, he is actually here at the Ridge, so he's heading back in. He was here last year, heading back in, and uh, yeah, the other kiddos are heading to Ashland, which is just down the down the road here. So, yeah, it's always getting back into it. You know, it's a, it does in some ways. Sometimes summer goes fast, but it does feel like quick. You know, in terms of uh, back into that, uh, you know, the school time of the year. And then you realize, oh yeah, this is what the the year looks like. Really, <laughs> it's a little more structure. It comes. is a little more structure, which actually is not a bad thing. But um, so we're back into the life of Joseph, and we're in chapter forty-seven. And Jacob and his family arrive in Egypt, and they're really landed an amazing opportunity. You know, to kind of settle in the best part of the land. Um, Joseph also provides food for his family and their households, but there is still an absolutely horrific. Um, horrible famine going on in the land uh, of Egypt and Canaan. And uh, so it's pretty dire, and Joseph still has to to lead through that. Um, now, you mentioned, uh, you know, how some that teach that Christianity, it's meant to be all, um, you know, kind of no, no famine, all feast kind of mm-hmm. thing, um, that Jesus essentially invites us into a trouble-free life. So why is this such a dangerous misconception? You know, didn't Jesus say that he'd come to give us life and, and more abundantly? Yeah, and I really like that verse you mentioned. You, you, I've come that you might have a life, yes. or I've come that you might have life and have it to the full or have it abundantly. Right. But I think we really need to qualify abundantly. Right. Because, well, what does he mean by that? Because abundant life is not equated, as I see Jesus teaching it, with problem-free life. Mm. And abundant life when we think of it and as Jesus teaches it, he's not just referring to our outer world and the things that are going on around us. I think when he's talking about abundant life and life to the full, he's talking a lot about what's going on inside us, our inner world. Do we have peace? 
Do we have joy? Do we have some of those inner riches? Very possible. I've experienced it. I imagine that most people listening have experienced it. It's very possible to have abundant life on the outside, but to be empty on the inside. Mm. And when Jesus is talking abundant life, he's talking about what's going on inside of us. You know, you got the celebrity syndrome that we have going on in our culture where you can have everything, everything that the world has to offer. But again, what do we see when we pull back the layers? A lot of the times when the people who have everything that it appears that we would desire, they're still missing something, Mm -hmm. still searching for something uh, to, to be able to fill a gap. And I think when it comes to the Bible and Christianity and the stories of the Bible, it's really important for us to remember the whole story. Uh, it's There are certain parts of stories that we love and that we cling to, not the full story. With Joseph, right, I'm, I'm drawn to things like, oh, man, he was put in a pit, he was sold, he was a slave, all these things happened to him, but the story ends really well, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he, he becomes the vice president of Egypt, he saves the land from a famine, yay, happy ending. Well, that's not the ending. right. there's a famine, and it didn't just, you know, hit a few people. It hit him. It hit his family for seven years. Mm. That's a part of his story. We think about it with Moses, and it's like, I would love to have a burning bush where where God just speaks to you, and you know, and it's obvious, and it's clear. And then he goes, and he's in a a dead-end situation. He's got no options. And what does God do? Boom, provides a way where there was no way, right? The Red Sea, it just opens up. And I think, boy... I'd like that. Mm. Not the end of the story. Right. Uh, what happens when he gets to the other side of the sea? Well, he spends the next 40 years with the complaining people of Israel wandering around in the wilderness. That's part of the story as well. So many of the stories that we have in the Bible, we focus on one aspect of that story, but it's not the complete story. The danger with a trouble-free theology is that it sets us up for false expectations. Mm -hmm. We start thinking, well, that's how it works. That's what's going to happen with my life. And then when trouble hits our life or we experience pain or we experience some things that we don't like, where do we go with that? Then our theology turns to, well, blame God. Right. This isn't what I signed up for. Why is this what I'm experiencing? Or if we don't blame God, we're at least going to be disappointed with God um, he did this for, for Moses and Joseph. How come didn't he do this for me? How come isn't my Red Sea parting? Mm. Well, I, I'd, I'd maybe just summarize it this way. We, we consider ourselves and refer to ourselves as followers of Jesus. So look at Jesus. Right? Look at the life that Jesus lived while he was here on this earth and ask, did he face any problems? Mm. Right, Daily. Daily, And so if he's the one that we're following, we really should expect and have our expectations. Yeah, there are going to be some bumps. There are going to be some things that are hard. There are going to be some challenges in this life. That's part of it. And Mike, you've said before on the podcast, and you said it from the front as well, in terms of that rhythm of getting into the Bible, not just because it's a thing, just because Christians do, but actually... One of the reasons being that I think we're reminded, we're informed, but we're also reminded of who God is, of what the life of a follower of Jesus looks like. You know, particularly as we we have that in the the book of Acts and then the you know the letters of the early church, and that's I think that's one of the safeguards against that incorrect theology because 
there is there's so much that's appealing to that. You know, come to Jesus, your life's going to be like awesome. You're going to like win the lottery and like you know, you're never going to be unwell and and that's the life. And you know the the tricky part about that is that there is a fullness and an abundance of life that we will experience, you know, when the kingdom of God fully comes, when we when we get to experience that. So there's almost part of that that longs that does long for that. You know, a, a world that is ab- absent of, of sickness and pain. and But that's not what we're promised in this age, in this present, yeah. you know. So that's where we need to be careful. But as, so, I, again, it's one of those things of, you know, getting into the, the Bible is not just a, it's not just a thing to, to kind of tick off in your list. We're actually being formed and reminded again of what the life of a believer actually looks like and what God said and what he didn't say. So that we're not holding him up to expectations, you know, and then he's just like, well, and I, I never actually promised that, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. So, yeah, well um, said. yeah, well said, Will. Well, last week in the podcast, I, I spoke with Julie um, about the ways in which God can shape us through those those difficult seasons and circumstances. And you touched on this in your message, but you also highlighted how God doesn't always spare us from challenge, challenging circumstances, but he does provide during them. Uh, he doesn't always keep us out of troubles, but he does. He is with us in them. So, um, Mike, I wonder if you would just share just a personal story of maybe where you've experienced those things, you know, God's provision and, and his presence. Yeah, certainly will. Um, and these are kind of things that I think they happen in big ways, maybe on occasion. I think they happen in small ways regularly. Mm-hmm. So, example for me, I'm well I'm I think I'd say I'm at the end of one right now. So, 4 weeks ago, my wife Sarah had surgery for a health issue that she has and the um coming out of that, the doctors like, "Okay, for recovery, you got 4 weeks of bed rest." Mm. That's a long time. Yes. Uh, to to be able not to get around and to do a lot. So, did we want that? No. You know, did we ask for that? No. Has it been um, challenging? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's been a lot of challenges that have been associated with that. So uh, do you think, Will, that these past four weeks that my workload has gone up or down? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. It's been ratcheted up a little bit. Um, And that that's not what I desire. Um, That's not what I want in life. But some really interesting things happen during that. And so would I say, okay, yep, that happens. But a provision would be, I noticed um, within the first few days of her being back and being on bed rest, I just started noticing there was like dog hair around. Usually there isn't. And so mm. I'm like, well, what's going on? You know, is our dog in some kind of molting moment? And mm. uh, come to find out, nope, Sarah just brushed the dog every single day. Mm. I didn't know she did that every day. And I'm like, wow, well, it's not happening now. And so I realized in the void, or I I went to um, get some leftovers, get something to eat. I go to the refrigerator, pull out a container, open the container out, and moldy. Mm. I mean, it was nasty what I looked at in there. You know, the the smell just about drops me to the ground. I'm like, well, what happens? This isn't normal. I usually don't pull something out of the refrigerator and have it. It's gone bad. Well, come to find out, Sarah cleans the fridge on a very regular and thorough basis. Mm. Me, I clearly don't. Right, (laughs) right. There's all these little things that I've seen. And I think um, 
the, one of the provisions in this is my appreciation for her and her role in, in our house has gone up. I'm mm. realizing things that I hadn't realized before. I think another way that God's providing in this is helping me to grow in Christ-likeness, and mm. specifically in terms of what it means to serve. Right. Yeah, to, to be able to say there are some areas where you step up and you can do that, and Jesus did that. So there's provisions in the midst of it. But yeah, that's an example of a, a challenge that we're going through and experiencing a lot of provision during it. Yeah, thank you for sharing that, Mike. I uh, I often feel like the practical provision of the Lord is one thing, but it's what it says of his presence with you that really speaks to me, um, but also his heart and his awareness of you as well. It's kind of a fresh um, reminder of that when you see God's provision, that uh, it's like, I'm, I'm with you and I see you. And, and that means so much. I, I can recall one time, I mean, we've had like yourself just a number of times where you feel like you've seen this, but I remember one big one, we were in Virginia and so it was really expensive area to, to live. I mean, we just had sticker shop when we went there, just like, Oh my gosh. Like, so we just rented when we were there. We could, couldn't afford to buy a house, but we, uh, when Ellie, our daughter, arrived, we needed to move to a bigger place. And we ideally needed something with two bedrooms at least and, you know, just a bit more space. But as we looked for somewhere bigger, we just we just didn't know what we were going to do. Just couldn't afford anything and thought, well, Lord, is this it? You know, we can't even, can't even live here anymore. And uh, meanwhile, our son, he was... Um, navigating some things at school and, and social things um, with uh, developmental challenges. And, and so we've been recommended a school uh, in a particular area and uh, it was, a, you know, relatively close to the church. And, and so we thought, well, well, that's great, but we can't live there. I mean, we can't really afford to. So anyways, I, I was doing a house gig. Actually, I was playing, you know, a concert at uh, uh, our pastor's house. And there was a couple there I'd done alpha with. They're actually from the UK. And we really headed off because of the British connection and that kind of thing. And uh, they uh, they walked past us on the, on the way out, and and they said, "Oh, by the way, here you're you're looking for somewhere to live." And I said, "Well, yeah, that's that's true." And they said, "Well, actually, we have a house we're trying to sell, but we'd be willing to rent it, and it's in in Reston." And I said, "Oh, really?" And that was the area where the school was. And I thought, "Well, that well, that's interesting." And I said, "Well, well, where exactly is it?" Well, they said, "Well, well, we'll text you the address." So. They leave. A few minutes later, they text the address. I look the house. It looks amazing. And it's within walking distance of the mm. school we'd been recommended mm. for our son. And so we went there and we were like, well, this is great, but I don't think we could ever afford this. I mean, we just couldn't afford the rent on it. And they just said, let us just pray on it for the afternoon and we'll get back to you. And they actually ended up giving us the place for less rent than our condo or our apartment that we were in. Oh. And immediately you feel like, God has let, let split the sea, you know, he has. And it's, it's just, it's a fresh reminder of his presence with you. The practical provision was amazing. I mean, and Joel had a great experience at that school, and it was, it was wonderful having more space and all that kind of thing. But it was almost like a burning bush moment of the Lord saying, like, I'm with you, I'm, I'm, I see you, and, um, and I want to step in and, and provide for you here. And uh, so those moments are just, remarkably wonderful yeah. i'm sure jacob yeah. and his gang felt the same way <laughs> in the midst of a famine and then there there they were like you know yeah really meaningful in the midst of it to still be able that maybe doesn't completely take the challenge away but right. to recognize god's here yes with me aware cares about me yes
And Mike, you close your message having us think about worship and uh, that, uh, that our worship to God isn't something that kind of fluctuates with the changing seasons. Um, to quote you, actually, you said, we don't worship because every circumstance in life is good. We worship because he is good. Uh, would you have any guidance on how we can actually live that out? You know, how does our worship become evergreen, as it were, you know, throughout the, throughout the seasons? I think one of the things that helps me with that, Will, is to remember why we worship instead of it just being kind of rote or habit, and there's value in having it be a habit, but to ask, why am I doing this? What's the reason behind it? Because it's easy to do these kind of things when we're happy, when things are really good, it's celebrative. I have mm. things that I want to praise God for. It's more challenging to do that, uh, but at the same time, maybe deeper uh, when we're not experiencing all of those things. And we can worship in both contexts, but for me, the question is, in either situation in life, why is it that I'm worshiping? And at the center of it, worship is about who God is. Right. And it's me responding to him. And, and when I recognize how big he is, how powerful he is, how vast he is, and yet how caring he is, how sacrificial he is, what mm. he's done for us, realizing he's good. So, yeah, I think keeping the focus on why is it that I'm worshiping. It's not because every circumstance in my life is the way I want it, but it's because he's good, and, mm. I, and I trust that. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, I was I was thinking the same thing in terms of the consistency of God's character that is unchanging, and um, sometimes that's challenged more in other seasons when we, mm-hmm. God, are you? I mean, I've been going through the Psalms again recently, and you know, you see so many of those things like, God, are you really? Are you really here? Mm-hmm. Like, are you really? Do you really love me? Like, you know, can you move in my life? Like, where are you? Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't. We're not saying that we don't have seasons like that where it's actually harder, and God seems, and in terms of His character, less obvious yeah. than in other seasons. But He remains the same. That's a truth that we That's can right. take to the bank. And sometimes my worship is what I'm experiencing. I'm experiencing His goodness right now, and other times, I think worship can be my faith. Mm. Not totally, you know, feeling it right now, but I do have faith that God is good, that God is powerful. Right. So we worship in those different seasons. Sometimes my worship, it's a faith-based worship. Mm, that's good. Yeah, well, Mike, thank you again for your time today. Always a joy just to get this time to chat, so appreciate that. And thank you for joining us this week. Uh, we've started to upload fall learning opportunities to our Ridgeview page on our church website, so be sure to check those out. And you can also go under our Connect tab, find ways to get connected into a community group this fall. So thanks again for being with us. We hope you'll join us next time on Beyond the Sermon. I hope you enjoyed our conversation this week. I want to mention one last thing before we go. Our heart at the Ridge is to help people grow in their relationship with God. There are so many ways to get connected into what can be life-changing environments for you and your family. The best way to keep in touch with all that is happening is through our website, ridgelife.org, but also through our weekly e-news. You can sign up to receive this directly to your inbox using the link in our podcast show notes. Finally, thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please feel free to share with friends or family. We hope to catch you next time on Beyond the Sermon.